This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 69 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. If you're listening to my voice for the first time, I just want to give you a shout out. I want to thank you so much for showing your support for coming here. And I know there's a few ways you came here. You probably went on the website. You probably heard something. You liked it. You're coming back. A friend referred you here. Nevertheless, we appreciate it. We appreciate it so much. For those of you who've been there since day one, you already know what the deal is, man. I appreciate you as well. As you guys know, I keep bragging about the entire week. We're not really bragging. We're just exciting. Excited. I'm exciting. Whatever you want to call it, man. I'm just happy to be partners with ESPN Plus, like I mentioned before. And I have some news for you guys, especially for you golf aficionados. I know we don't talk about a lot about golf because there's there's many of you who are not really that interested in golf. But there's something we still need to cover. And I have some interesting news for uh, and happy news for you golf aficionados. As of 2022, ESPN Plus will be the exclusive direct-to-consumer rights. They have the direct-consumer rights within the United States. And everything from the PGA Tour Live, the tour subscription would be on ESPN Plus. So you're going to have a lot of content. Discovery owns the streaming rights to the PGA Tour outside of the United States through 2030. Golf TV and Golf Digest are part of a Discovery. But this is just a small bit from the, the big announcement that was made you know, on Monday which uh, NBC, I think it was uh, NBC and CBS has the right deals to golf and of course also ESPN. So that's pretty much what this means is you're going to have more content for golf, which I do watch golf as well. As long as Tiger Woods is participating, I just must admit, um, it's not one of the big things I really pay attention to because I'm not really such a big, big fan. But as long as Tiger Woods is playing, I'm in there, man. And uh, it's, gr- it's great that ESPN Plus is going to take off that you know become the exclusive streamer for this so we all can get more content and of course if you haven't signed up for espn plus through our affiliate link on statman podcast you can do that on the website on statmanpodcast.com oh my goodness yeah that was that was a little long but it's all good uh we're here today you guys know what the deal is man we we cover the topics from the past week those that are more hot than the other last week we talked about Giannis, the mvp race and why i think it's over and yes, I will keep talking about this this week as well a little because I think it's still over. It didn't matter what the Lakers and LeBron James did over the past weekend because two games doesn't erase a 60-plus game performance by the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that's just something we're going to cover. We also want to talk about the impact of the coronavirus. Some of you might wonder, well, why do we have to talk about this? Well, I, I take it upon myself to make sure, even though this is a sports podcast we want to make sure that everybody's covered because you you can't just assume or something like this you can't i just can't assume everybody knows what's going on around the world with this virus it's a very dangerous thing if you have the opportunity to you know take the necessary precautions to do that i will i will provide some information with that and i'm also going to talk about how it impacts the 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 world of sports as we just know the Serie A, nba and uh, the NHL took some measures. So we're going to get into that. So with no further ado, let's just get right into it. What are you talking about, bro? Huh? What are you talking about, man? Woo! What? <laughs> bro, what are you talking about, man? 
right, so let's let's start let's start like this. Um, a lot of people have personally asked me about this coronavirus and what do I know, you know how 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 they think we should approach this. And like I said in the beginning of, uh, of the of this uh, episode, even though we we talk about sports every week, even though we dive into statistics, this virus has a lot to do with sports. And this is one of my favorite phrases. Like you guys know, I like to say this a lot of times. If you haven't been informed, if you have been living under a rock, and it seems to be that a lot of people with this have been living under a rock, and I feel like it's my duty to kind of inform everybody how this pertains to the world of sports, how this virus, the coronavirus, pertains to the world of sports, but also how, how, and what precautions you can possibly take based on what I have known and what and the information that I've been given. And a lot of us have shared together that we need to do. I mean, obviously, the first thing you need to do is scrub and wash your hands with soap. That's matter of fact, you shouldn't do this because of the coronavirus. You should be doing this regardless. Whether you use the bathroom, we went outside to touch something that's not clean. You should be washing your hands. And even more so now, because as as we have learned, this is something that you can. This is this is a virus you can catch us out of. The air it comes to your face. You contract this in your face. You put your hands in your face. The the necessary precautions are not putting your hands in your face. You know, not touching your face, and it's it's quite necessary for us to really understand. That's the basic things that we need to do. I also do understand, and come this is coming from a person who constantly is touching. I touch my own beard a lot, and I've been trying these last couple of days, even though I haven't been really necessarily interacting with people directly because i do work from home remotely most of the time so i tend to have it easier to not have to come in contact with people all the time but when i do i do wash my hands after the fact i do make sure that i take the necessary precautions that will start now how does this pertain to the world of sports well if you have seen the nba at least in the united states the, the, i'm going to start there major league baseball national basketball association national hockey league major league soccer they took a joint they took out a joint memo and a joint statement saying that they will not allow the media to come to the locker room anymore i don't know if it was necessarily for the rest of the season or uh just for the foreseeable future until they get this outbreak under control but the point is it's a big deal and there's a reason why they did this because we do have to take the necessary precautions because if we don't have all the information, if we don't know what is going on really, they this the, the players will be put in danger. You know, the, the 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 journalists, the reporters, they will all be put in danger because the fact is they cannot control. You can't control. Just think about the flu. You can't control who catches the flu or not. You can't control that when you go to supermarket, you just walk by someone or somebody who's in a supermarket who came out, who has the flu, who decided not to stay home. Oh, I need some groceries. Came to the grocery store. They came in contact with you. Maybe somebody that you know. You're like, hey, man, you look sick. They came in contact with you. You dapped them up or whatever. And then there you go. You catch the flu. And then you happen to do the same. If somebody else catches the flu. We have we have no control about these things. What you can't control is yourself. And the NBA has a duty. These four major leagues have a duty to make sure they can do everything that they need to do in order for us to stay safe. And by us, I mean us, the fans. Also, us, the journalists, us, the media people. We come in contact with the athletes. We do talk with the athletes. And and when I mean we, I'm talking about all of us, obviously, because I personally haven't come in co with contact with athletes lately. But 
we have to take those precautions does do some people agree no and there it has been voice over my various social media platforms they don't understand why we're taking some as drastic measures well it's pretty simple people's life could be at risk we hear the numbers we hear the statistics they said this can affect more the elderly people more so those of us who are more fit who are those of us who are in better condition but i'm of the belief you don't not want to take those type of chances i am 100 agreeing with the fact that we need to stay away from these locker rooms we need to protect ourselves we need to protect our athletes and like i said we can't control who we come in contact with we don't know who came in contact with who if we move over to europe the Serie A, this is the Italian Football League, the, uh, the, 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 the top division league in Europe. They took the precaution as well to not allow fans to come in the stadium for the next month. They said this is, nobody's going to be able to come to the stadium. Or matter of fact, they canceled all the games all the way up to April because they want to take the necessary precautions. And Italy is one of those places where it has been spreading in one area i don't remember the, the specific area the name of the area but one specific area where it's a big deal and it is imperative that people stay out of the way yes <laughs> a lot of us have our beliefs about how we feel about this but right now it, it quite frankly it doesn't matter how we feel it's what needs to be done in order for the rest of us and all of us who who need to be protected to stay protected so the football games are not going to be all that exciting anymore because if you go to Barcelona as well, they also said that for the next two weekends, they're not going to have any fans in the stadium, that the players are just going to play the games with no fans. How does that affect the sport? Well, if you're playing at home, you won't necessarily have home field advantage. <laughs> you're playing practically on a neutral field, so you can make the argument that, well, eh, do I need to come prepare for the game? Matter of fact, players do need to come prepare for the game regardless. But it has an effect when you see your fans out there. It has an effect that, you know, you come out there, you might have a down day. Something might be going on with you. You're not you're not getting up for the game for whatever the reason is. And your fans give you that extra push. Teams are not going to have that now. And, and, that's, and that's something for us to think about. In that sense is that that's how it impacts the sport. And if you look at that, and that is just in soccer. If you think about Major League Baseball, the NBA, most notably LeBron James, I have my own personal opinions about what he said. I don't necessarily know if he was joking or not, but LeBron James said if the NBA decides to not have fans come into the arena during basketball games, which the NBA is trying to follow suit with all the other sports as well that made that decision to have closed stadium games, LeBron James said he's not going to play. I have my my strong opinion about that. Like, okay, I do understand that you do play for the fans. I think most at most most athletes that play any professional sport, you play for any sport for that matter, you get that extra push. Like I said, you get that extra incentive to say that hey, people are out here watching me. I need to perform. People play their hard-earned money. I come to perform. But I set a standard differently for professional athletes. You are a professional athlete. You are held to a different standard. You are paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. In LeBron James's case, he has sponsors that rely on him to be on a basketball court. 
he needs to be playing a basketball game. Like I said, I'm not sure if he was serious or not. LeBron James' season is on the MVP caliber season. He's in the MVP race still, even though I think it's still large, and which is we'll get into in the next segment. But th- this this coronavirus is affecting people and their mindset. It's affecting how athletes are now thinking about the game. I'm not saying LeBron speaking for everyone, but I'm sure there are many out there that think, like, why would I want to come to an empty arena and play? And this is what I say. Now we're going to really find out who, who loved this game a lot. Can, how are you doing when p- people are not watching you? What will you do when people are not out there cheering for you? What is your game like? And that's what I'm intrigued to see. That's why parts of me wonders, like, if the NBA does this, how's that going to affect the play of players? How's it going to affect the game? How is it going to be the outcome? Like, what what is it going to be? Like, it's going to be an empty arena. Nobody's cheering. It's practically as if you're having a closed practice right before the Super Bowl, like NFL teams do. Nobody's in there cheering for you. You're just focusing on your own, focusing on your craft. So what is really going to happen? I'm intrigued to see, but the NBA right now is sitting down trying to deliberate as to what they're going to do. And I think they need to follow suit with with uh, with the uh, the soccer teams, the big international teams. Take drastic measures if you need to. I do understand, and many people have voices as well. A group chat I'm in as well. One of the boys mentioned, like, hey, man, I don't understand why they're taking some drastic measures if you don't really know what's really, really happening. But at the same time, it's that's the point because we don't necessarily know what's happening and we don't know how this can affect people if it if it spreads really 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 fast if you come in contact with somebody like how it spreads to like people how i I don't know like i'm not an expert i can't speak on this but (laughs) if you're not sure just don't do it just don't put yourself in harm's way that's pretty much what i think the nba is trying to do here and again whether you like it or not we need to go and you know just follow along with it matter of fact that would bode well for the streaming services if you think about it I think more people would then purchase NBA League Pass and say, well, well, if I can't watch the team in the arena, then I might as well just purchase the service so I can watch the games. And this bodes well as well for myself. Small, small affiliate commission that I get, you know, public service announcement. You can you can watch more UFC. You can watch more uh, MLB. You can watch exclusive games just on ESPN+. Plus. So it's that's a, if you want to look at it that way as well, it's a good way for the streaming services to bolster their audience as well if they already haven't have big names so the numbers would drastically go up if this is the precautions they take but all in all i believe what these major sports are doing is taking the precautions that are necessary to keep us out of harm's way and i honestly think that we shouldn't take that for granted they do really care about us they do really care about yes they do care about their bottom line but at the end of the day our health is what's more important because if we're not healthy we won't be able to go to arenas anyway that don't make any sense i'm a little confused here bud and this week's version of i'm confused 69th version of this segment i'm <laughs> I'm really still baffled by the fact that we are just literally going to dismiss 60 plus game of work by Giannis just because the Bucks and the Clippers 
got beat by the Lakers over two games. I, I mean, I mean, help me out if I'm wrong. I thought the MVP of a regular season was based on a full body of work for an entire season. Granted, there's 17 games left in the regular season. LeBron James has gained some edge on Giannis. But let, let us not pretend now because two games against the Bucks and two games against the Clippers. I mean, a, a game, two games in total, rather. One game against the Bucks, one game against the Clippers. LeBron James performed out of his mind. All of a sudden, now he has the edge over Giannis. Let's get it together. Let's let's really, 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 really get it together. Last episode, I'm gonna stick a link in the uh, in the description and also a link in the, in the uh, the show notes for this episode for you to go back and take a listen to that. And also look at the statistics that I posted just to make sure you have a clear overview of what's really going on. Giannis has literally been averaging 30 points, 13 rebounds, 14 rebounds now. 13, I think it was 30. He's averaging 29 and a half points, practically 30 points a game. 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, and a steal for the regular season. His team still has the overall best record in the NBA. His team still has the overall defense in the NBA. Their opponents are literally bottom half of the league when they play them on defense. So I don't understand. And Yanis is literally still on pace for having the fifth best PER. Fifth best PER of all time. Not just a season. All time. Not just the era, not just this era, not just last era, all time. So how is this all of a sudden dismissed because he lost a game against the Lakers, which was a two-point possession? Matter of fact, without George Hill, some of you might say, well, George is not a big deal. Okay, okay. If you think George Hill is not a big deal. Chris Middleton went 4 for 17. The Bucks didn't hit anything from the perimeter. Giannis was pretty much off by his standards. And he still had 32 points and 15 rebounds. And 6 assists. And he had an off day. You look at the eye test. You're like, man, Giannis is having a hard time playing. When you looked up at the box score, you're like, damn, son. 30, 15, and 6? So this notion that LeBron outplayed him that game. It's ridiculous. LeBron had a great game. Let's separate the two things from the other. LeBron had a great game. But he didn't outplay Giannis. Let us not just look at the box score and think he outplayed him. No, 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 no. In pivotal moments of the game, LeBron came up bigger than Giannis. That's what happened. He didn't outplay him the entire game. It wasn't like a, like he outran him. Like it was literally like a three-possession game the entire game. The Bucks was within one basket of taking a lead with like three minutes left, and this was the with the Bucks. Literally having one of their worst nights. Credit to the Lakers. I'm a Laker fan. Because of my religion, obviously, guys, you know, I didn't watch the game Friday night. But I went back and watched the entire game again Saturday night after sunset. And I looked at this game and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, yes, we beat the Bucks. It's great. We beat the best team in the NBA. But let's not, let's really not overdrive this. Let's not make it, let's not do this quarterback Monday business. It was a great, it was a great win for the Lakers. They came up, they showed up, they protected home court. Why wasn't all this talk happening when the when the Bucs had their full squad, the Lakers had their full squad as well, and the Lakers lost by 20 against the Bucs in Milwaukee? Why wasn't this talk happening then? You see what I'm saying? This is what I talk about when we are not consistent with our arguments. Then the Lakers beat the Clippers over the weekend. The Lakers practically dominated the fourth quarter. LeBron James took over the fourth quarter. 
Anthony Davis showed up. But the MVP for that game was Avery Bradley. If Avery Bradley didn't show up, the Lakers had no chance of winning that game. Absolutely not. Avery Bradley had a season high in score. He had a season high in three-pointers. He had six or 12 three-pointers. The Clippers didn't have their best defensive game of the season. Kawhi absolutely not didn't have the best defensive game of the season. Again, this is not making up excuses. These are facts of the matter. Let us stay neutral. LeBron James did not overtake Giannis for the MVP race in two games. Giannis has been consistently great the entire season. He's on historic pace. Sure, you might say the Bucs are not on the 70-win pace anymore. Just because they've lost three games in a row, Giannis got tweaked up. He's going to miss a couple games. Matter of fact, as of the day of this recording, the Bucks lost to the Phoenix, I mean to the Denver Nuggets as well. They failed to reach 100 points in three straight games. The Bucs are in a little slump right now. But again, let us not pretend like all of a sudden two games just takes over. If that was the case, then if that really was the case, then when, how many times did people take over Michael Jordan in the MVP race over his career? How many times did Kobe overtake somebody, a Tim Duncan, a LeBron James himself? Like, you can go down the list. That's not how it works. Please let us stay consistent. I understand we want to produce content. I want to produce content just like everybody else. But I choose to stay realistic, stay on the path, stay in the course. This is not the deal. Giannis is still literally leading. He, he, he's still shooting 55% from the field. He's still averaging 30 points a game. He's still averaging 5 assists and grabbing 14 rebounds. And he's still the best defensive player in the NBA this season. Like, how is that? And his team still has the best record in the NBA. How are we now making, making this a thing? It is not. I did a whole segment on this last week. I don't want to spend the whole time doing this again. The fact of the matter is two, two, two games does not change the narrative. This is not how it works. Let's transition into this. Speaking of narratives, the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Jerry Jones. This is, in my time, really paying attention to sports, understanding the logic behind contracts and players and teams and franchises. This is one of the worst contract negotiations I've ever seen in my life. Yes, I am on the record saying that Dak Prescott, hell no, does not deserve $40 million a year. No way, no how. I do understand that you do play players for the past performances. You do play players on projection. Dak Prescott is not worth $40 million. There's a lot of players out there that haven't won that are making $30 million. I get that. Absolutely. Tom Brady is not in that equation because Tom Brady operates on a different scheme there in New England. Next year, we don't know where Tom Brady's going to go. This is the first time he's going to be a free agent on the market, but we need to understand as well. I would pay Tom Brady $30 million right now. I actually would, even, even after he underperformed last season. You know why Tom Brady's worth $30 million? Because he literally has a track record of performing in a regular season and the playoff. What has Dak Prescott done? If we want to take that route, what has he done to deserve $40 million? You're going to pay Dak Prescott more than Aaron Rodgers? This is, I'm just going to make my argument this way. Dak Prescott had clearly the best offensive line in football. For three years, he clearly had the best running back in football in Ezekiel Elliott. You can argue between him and, um, and Todd Gurley at the time or whoever you want to put in that category. Best offensive line, best running back. He had Amari Cooper. Where did the Dallas Cowboys go in the playoffs? Nowhere. Aaron Rodgers is practically getting sacked like 40, 50 times a season. 
Tom Brady gets rid of the ball really quickly, but he gets sacked a lot too. At some point, he had the best offensive line in football. But my point with that is, Dak Prescott has all these things playing in his favor, and he still can't produce playoff wins. I understand a contract is based on the lifespan of a player, but I don't think Dak Prescott is worth 40 million. And I think Jerry Jones, one, I think he's seeing that as well. And at the same time, it still doesn't take away from the fact that he should have taken care of this deal a long time ago. But Dak Prescott's camp is also being stubborn. Maybe they see the market and they say, well, you're paying all these other quarterbacks 30 plus, 20 plus million. Why am I not worth 30 plus million? Look how I performed last year. But I think Jerry Jones is really looking at this on the big picture. I think this is how the management is looking at it, really. Like, dude, like, what have you really done come playoff time? Yes, Dak Prescott had, had the best QBR, one of the top five QBRs last year. This is one statistic that a lot of us like to bring up. Oh, he threw for almost 300 yards. Yes, it's not just a box score, but when did he throw 300 yards? A lot of games, they were down 10, 15 points. So he just had to toss the ball around the field. So some of his statistics were a little over overhyped they were a little overbloated he had a great quarterback rating yes amazing but what did that lead into again statistics in different sports mean different things they don't have the same impact as they do in basketball and football baseball etc etc my major point here is i believe that Jerry Jones, if Jerry Jones has taken care of Dak Prescott's contract way before, if they started negotiating earlier, I don't think they will be in the bind that they are right now. Because of the salary cap now, they're going to lose somebody that's absolutely essential to their defense, which would be Byron Jones. But it's not just Byron Jones' fault either. Because the order how these things were done, with Ezekiel Elliott, he literally had no kind of leverage, even though he produced... What he produced, he, he kind of didn't have a leverage. I came on my podcast before and I defended him saying, no, he had some leverage. But in reality, when you look at the big picture, he really didn't have any leverage and still Jerry Jones gave him his money. So why is it that it's so hard to give Dak Prescott his money? Is it really Jerry Jones the one not wanting to give him his money? Or is it really Dak Prescott holding on to the fact that he's worth the money that he's asking for? Most players in the NFL ask and think that they're worth the money that they're asking for. But are they really? In the end, it's a combination of not handling the order of these of these contracts negotiation properly as to why the Dallas Cowboys are in the predicament they are right now. And also that and, and Dak Prescott thinking he's worth more than he actually is worth. So the NFL also pushed the franchise tag date. They put the deadline back right before free agency. So what does that tell you? That's going to give the Dallas Cowboys more leverage to now franchise tag Dak Prescott and franchise tag Amari Cooper. Because if they fork out all this money to give these guys, what's going to left, what is going to be left for them to bolster up their defense? What is going to be left to bolster up their offense? Their, their offense does need help. Because when Amari Cooper is not on the field, Dak Prescott's numbers are absolutely way down. When Ezekiel Elliott is not in the backfield, his numbers are absolutely terrible. This is those are the things you have to look at and those are the things that a lot of us are missing Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady never had great running backs for extended period of time and they're producing numbers not based on their offensive line or the offensive weapons they make it work they just make it work when you're great that's why you get paid the great amount of money you get paid and again Dak Prescott you're not worth whatever the 30 or 40 million dollars are you asking for 
and the fact that you rejected the offer or, the, or not even responding back to the offer that they gave you it makes you look bad as well i don't know man the dallas cowboys in a bind let's see how they figure this out but the way this is going i don't think it's going to end well for anybody ah we've come to the end of another episode this is episode number 69 so i hope you guys enjoyed listening to the podcast and all the things that we shared today i know you guys come every week expecting great content so you know we work as hard as possible as we can every week um and it's something i've emphasized from the beginning of the of the year actually i want to incorporate you guys more because this is what we do it for man even though i do it for myself i enjoy you know talking about sports i want to incorporate you guys i want you to feel like you're part of this family because i do consider you guys part of the family so leave your ideas leave your comments tell me the things you want me to talk about tell me the things you want to hear tell me the topics that interest you so we can incorporate these and talk about these these statistics that you want explanations on these are all these things that i put my hard effort in so i can give you guys the content that you need so before you guys go Again, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, just hit that subscribe button on uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. We'll greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to get the show notes and the statistics, you can go to the website on statmanpodcast.com. If you want to buy merchandise as well, you can go to store.statmanpodcast.com. It would be great to see a lot of you walking around in Statman gear. And finally... If you are enjoying Major League Baseball, you want exclusive content, NBA content, golf content, UFC content, especially UFC content, you can always sign up through our affiliate link on ESPN+. If you have any questions about that, you can contact me directly, but you can also find the links on our website on statmanpodcast.com. This is all we have for you today. So for right now, Statman signing out, baby.